At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome into this Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. William Hill is alongside as well. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. Danny Burke. Uh, Danny's later today, right? He's still on, but he's on a little bit later in the program. So uh, you can keep an eye out and an ear out for our good buddy Danny, who's going to be joining the uh, the network in a little bit. All right. So we do have a lot to get to. We have a lot of games that are currently at the break. So I wanted to get your thoughts on these games that are at the half, Will and see if there is anything to act on or what your thoughts are going to be as we are going to hit the second half of play. First up, Illinois and Indiana. You and I both uh, are in action here on opposite ends, but there's a middle ground to be had. A five-point win for Indiana makes us both happy. So let's start there. 38-35, halftime score. I don't think I'm surprised by the score. Uh, right, Indiana wants to get up and down the floor. Illinois is willing to do it as well. But I think my big takeaway here is, if anybody but Mayer can score for Illinois, they'd be in a pretty good position. But if his scoring starts to fall off here in the second half, he's the leader right now with 16 points on 6-10 uh, shooting. Outside of that, he doesn't really have any other support here out of the other Illini. I think that's probably the one thing that you're looking at from the Illinois' perspective as we head into the second half. Got to get a little bit more help there. Yeah, what do we have for a second-half line? I, I figure a seven-point favorite being down three at the half, it's probably... Indiana minus what five and a half six probably still projected to win the game. I'll tell that to you in two seconds once I get yeah. it for you. Minus five and a half. You, okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything. But I already have Indiana, so I probably wouldn't. Not looking to double down. I'm not looking to hedge out and, and possibly middle myself. So probably a pass for me at halftime. I think you're right. They got to get some more scoring here somewhere. Yeah, Mayor's been pretty good, and you know we mentioned. I mentioned this in the first hour, but to reiterate for anybody joining us, Mayor was one of the guys that was hit by the flu the first time around. Uh, when these two teams played. So he is making quite a bit of a difference. Had some pretty bad turnovers as well, but uh, that has been, I think, the story so far. Mayor, they have not, at least Indiana, had an answer for them. Now, this second half is underway, so maybe there's some in-game opportunities uh, going forward, but don't look now. Notre Dame actually has a 31-29 lead over Virginia wow. uh, in this second half. That's now tied, so it's 31-all. Um, but when you're looking at the, this is now, right? We saw Virginia scrap and claw with Louisville earlier in the week. Uh, we also saw Notre Dame give Duke everything it had at the beginning of the week as well. But I think focusing on this from Virginia's standpoint, I mean, this isn't the greatest look for Virginia now for consecutive games, scrapping with the competition that they have been. Yeah, and, and we talked about it before the game or, or right when the game was tipping off. It's just not – they don't have the profile of a team that's going to pull away. They sort of keep everybody in the game. And Notre Dame's played respectable. They, you know, they're in the game against Duke the other night. They can hit some shots, so – yeah, this is one I'm, uh, I'm sort of kicking myself here for not pulling the trigger and taking all those points with Notre Dame because that's one 
you don't feel like Virginia's going to be able to pull away. It's just not their style. When it's tied in the second half, you're uh, you're feeling pretty good over their Notre Dame ticket. Yeah, tied. What's the right, updated. Go ahead. I was going to say it's six and a half in game right now. Updated yeah. in game line. Um, shaded. These are Bet MGM numbers. Shaded to the underdog side at minus one twenty five, and totals down to one twenty four and a half. But still, I mean, you see this all the time, right? Higher rated team in Virginia, and yes, they were laying a big number, so the algorithm is still going to put them as a sizable favorite right. here, but. Even still at six and a half, given what we know about this pace and how this has played out so far, that seems pretty high for an in-game number. Yeah, it's about what I expect, but I'd, it'd be Notre Dame or anything, of course. Now, you know, sometimes the big favorite, they can sleepwalk through the game. They wake up, they hit a couple threes, and before you know it, you're like, oh, I don't have yeah. such a great bet here. With the fouls at the end, they can sort of pull away, but I'd probably be Notre Dame or pass for me at this point. All right, the other matchup that we want to update really quickly because uh, I think we still have about a minute left in the first half. I'll double-check to see if that is the case. No, we're at the break. 33-27, Connecticut up on top of Seton Hall uh, at the break here between these two. I've got a second-half line of about five-and-a-half, I think. I think I got this off the board right now. But UConn, well, they've played up seven right now over Seton Hall. I know that you were uh, you were kicking yourself because I think UConn was on your short list of uh, potential plays, but not ones that you officially made. Yeah, and I might jump in, in here on UConn. I think they'll pull away. I, you know, they played a few weeks ago and they blew a big lead. So yeah. you figure there's a little focus here to to put the foot on the throat here, pull away. And they're they're just a better team than Seton Hall. Seton Hall doesn't have too many impressive wins other than that win at, at home against UConn, where they pretty much trailed most of the game. So uh, I'd be tempted to play UConn here minus the points. And um, 38-37, Rutgers up on top of Wisconsin. 18-22 left to go in the second half and rolling. This has pretty much been this game this whole time, right? It's been a one point yeah. game the entire way. It has been a classic Big Ten battle between these two, and this is generally just going to come down to late-game execution. As we were talking about both on and off the air, uh, late-game execution at times in college basketball can be a little froggy. So whoever can uh, actually operate at a uh, somewhat above-average level in a tight game in clutch minutes, that's going to make the difference here. Yeah, it's a little higher score than I might have expected. I'm trying to think of what the the total was before the game, but... You know, these Wisconsin, it doesn't even matter what sport you're talking about with Wisconsin. It's always a grinded out, slow-paced game. But 38-37, a few minutes into the half, That's uh, and Rutgers is obviously a really good defensive team, so probably a little higher score than you might expect. 124.5 was the pre-flop total for those two. And what, what do we got for a live yeah, total? Do you have it in front of you? I'll get that right now. The, uh, my, the 130s. Uh, let's see. I got it at, mm, or you have it on the screen. No. Uh, I've got Rutgers in Wisconsin. I'll get it for you in a second. I don't want to hem and haw until I find it, but... Uh, I will get that for you when it actually pops up. What does XFL stand for? What's the X stand for? Anything? Uh, No, it stands for nothing. Just like uh, what I'm getting on my screen right now when it comes to finding the in-game total. Uh, 136.5 in-game. So we're about Uh, 7 points Yes, that's a bump. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, All right, so with that, we're underway with Tennessee and Kentucky, too. So that's another game that we will have our eye on. Uh, I wanted to throw a couple of things at you before we get back to some of the other matchups we're going to see later in the day. We were talking about this off the air, so let's mention it really quickly. And we'll get to the NFL, too, because we have some news and notes uh, to discuss. Uh, but the twenty, uh, the matchup between two 20-win teams that I'm pretty in- interested in later today, Nevada and Utah State, uh, the Mountain West Conference, it does seem, again, Will, might get multiple teams in. I know that there's uh, some that follow the conference that think four might be it. I think it's more like three. Um, and I do think that there's probably a, I don't want to call it a stink, but we'll use it for lack of a better term of what happened last year for the Mountain West uh, in the tournament. But these are two teams that are competing for one of those at-large bids, Nevada and Utah State. Wolfpack's going to hit the road here to take on Utah State, a really good defensive team. Ryan Odoms did a great job since coming over uh, and taking this program over. But surprisingly, it's Utah State offensively leading the Mountain West in offensive efficiency and a top 15 team in the country in offensive efficiency. Right now, the market's kind of moving in their direction. I was surprised. I think some spots open to five. We're heading down to about three and a half or so in favor of uh, Utah State, or excuse me, four and a half. What do you make of this? Do you have anything here? Because you mentioned it off the air. This is a very important and very big matchup in the Mountain West. Yeah, it's a fun game. These teams played probably around a month ago, a little less than a month ago. I remember it was a Friday night game, yep. unless I'm mistaken, where Nevada sort of pulled away. They were down a couple points at the half, and I was on Nevada. I remember I went to bed, woke up, and I saw they won and won pretty comfortably. 85-70. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game. So you figure I would figure Utah gets their revenge. They're going to you know shoot the ball really well you'd think at home get the crowd into it with all those made threes so uh, I think if you get to the three and a half range I'd be tempted to here to uh, to lay it here with Utah State yeah see where the market ends up going it's going to be interesting to see what the support's going to be like but uh, this is also I think this is a really good example of what I'm talking about Will where 
realistically, this number should probably be more like three and a half. Like these two teams are relatively yeah. equal. Like unless you're really going to tell me that this home court for Utah State's worth about four points, which I don't think is going to be the case, right? I think this is another instance where the market is maybe factoring in a little too much the fact that Utah State is going for some revenge after losing on the road the way they did the last time they faced them. Yep, I, I think it's probably being overpriced, and uh, yeah, you can't probably put the home court at four. So yeah, I, I think you're seeing probably. Uh, what are we looking at right now? Is it is it three and a half or four and a half? Right, now? BetMGM's got four and a half with a total of one forty six and a half. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I wouldn't lay the four and a half. I think that's just a little too uh, a little too inflated. You know what? What else works is a better too, and it doesn't help people. You know, to talk about live betting before the game start, but sometimes if you let's just say, hey, I want to lay minus three, and the line's mm-hmm. minus four, minus four and a half. You don't have to wait very long in live betting. If you go down five to two, if you go down four to one, th- those lines move pretty pretty swiftly. So sometimes you can just get a better number in game. Those numbers move uh, faster than you might expect. Yeah. Well, in, in using books like uh, BetMGM and others that actually operate uh, live betting on a possession to possession basis, yeah. right, as opposed to like where you have to go in at the breaks, because uh, that really helps you as well. Because Obviously, basketball is kind of a fickle sport, and when you have a lot of possessions like that, in-game opportunities might be your best. All right, I want to flip over. This one might not have the pizzazz as uh, a Utah State and a Nevada matchup might, uh, but Michigan and Michigan State over in the Big Ten is going to tip off later today. Michigan's a two-point favorite, total of 135, pretty much right where we opened, two and a total of 136. Did you have anything here? Because of these two, I've actually I've not been able to watch much of Michigan this year personally. Oddly enough, there's these teams every like every year where for some reason I find myself watching a few of their games. Michigan State has been one of those Big Ten teams that I've just caught a little bit more frequently. So I have an idea, I think, of what Michigan State is. But I haven't watched much of Michigan. This one would kind of tell you, right, there's not much separating them. Maybe a slight lean from a power rating standpoint to the Spartans. What do you make of this? Yeah, I think these teams are close enough for home court rules. We, we talked about how important home court is in, in the Big Ten. So I would like uh, – I'd lean Michigan here. I might actually end up betting Michigan. Uh, they're, they're, they are they're should be better. They're t- more talented than the record indicates. Some of their end game stuff is really bad. They really let uh, mm-hmm. a game against – I think it was Indiana last Saturday. Get away from them where I, I don't think either team scored for the final two and a half, three and a half minutes. It was really some poor execution. They should be better. They don't look very well coached. But to me, they're talented enough at home here. I think they probably get it done. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to bet Michigan. Yeah, this is just all about whether or not Michigan State's going to be able to operate anything offensively, right? Because yeah. their offense has been atrocious. They actually they broke out for a pretty good game against Ohio State by their standards, given how poorly they had played. But it snapped a four-game stretch in which they had averaged less than a point per possession uh, against opponents in Big Ten play. They've been really bad on the offensive end, and that's why you get a lot of these rock fights when it comes to Michigan State in some of these games. So if they're going to play that style, uh, they might be able to do this. But Michigan offensively... Um, it has actually been, I think, a pleasant surprise to watch them operate offensively. They've been pretty solid. The last two games have not gone pretty well. Uh, Indiana held them down relatively well, as did Wisconsin. But Michigan, for the most part, top four team in conference play in terms of offensive efficiency. It would be interesting to see uh, how they duke it out with Michigan State. And to your point, Will, two-point spread, pretty good shot here, like a 6 nothing lead for either one of these teams. It gets you a pretty good in-game number as well. All right, we'll take our break. On the other side, we have a lot to get to in terms of news in the National Football League. Derek Carr has set up for a, a visit with a big team or a big team later today. That's actually today. He's supposed to make that visit with the New York Jets. So we'll see if Will thinks that maybe that's a landing spot for the former Las Vegas Raider quarterback. And uh, also some of the other news out of the National Football League, including one running back who has restructured his deal. And I think, I don't know, I want to throw this team at you because I find them to be pretty fascinating once we get to next season, which is uh, pretty far away. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, folks. BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and way more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700. Some scoreboard check-ins before we get to the National Football League. Rutgers and Wisconsin Badgers have now taken the lead. I'm sure one of like a thousand lead changes. I've not been uh, watching this one on a possession-possession basis, but it's 44-43 with a free throw coming for Wisconsin. So maybe. Stop uh, the count. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, stop the counter. We're actually going to, is this the largest lead of the game? A two-point lead, if that's going to be the case. Uh, and also, how about this? The Illini, more than fighting. They're, um, I don't know, what's the step up? Bludgeoning? Not really. It's only a nine-point game. But on the road, Illinois up 46-37, 16-16 left to go in the second half there. And uh, the last update, as we were talking about off the air, as we're keeping track of this, Notre Dame just won't go away. Now, Virginia has kind of extended out this lead, but it is 45-40, 11-27 left to go in the second. This is a good time to point out, Will, what you brought up, which is these teams, right, um, these better teams, just like that, like the blink of an eye, they'll take a lead like this, and then they won't give it up. So we'll see if Notre Dame can get back into this thing because uh, five seems like a pretty big lead in a game like this where, one, it's Virginia, and two, at the way that it is being played. Um, might be a, It might take quite a bit for the Irish to get back inside five. Yeah, that Tim Murray NL, NIL money is uh, is hitting hard here with Notre Dame hanging in this game. Uh, but like you said, once you, once you get to, into that five-point range, you start to deal with the variance at the end of the game if it stays there, if the free-throw shooting – you know, does the team that's behind get the three you need to to sort of cover? It, it can be uh, sort of a, a toss-up where that number can get away from you. Five can go to nine, or you know, a, a couple made threes at the end uh, can shrink the lead and, and keep you within the number. And you know, it's uh, sort of a helpless feeling sometimes when your bet comes down to that. <laughs> I'm laughing because Illinois forces a turnover. It's just a wide open three um, on the left wing. Like the shooter actually sat there, set his feet, kind of set, and then airballed it. So it is it is 46-39 in that matchup. All right. So, news today. Of course, what it is is that a uh, one Derek Carr is over in New York, your neck of the woods, right, Will? Uh, visiting the New York Jets, one of the uh, many teams that are set to uh, put on maybe a full-court press on Carr and win him over and sign him to be their quarterback. It's them. He's already visited the Saints. This is only the second team that he has visited so far. Jets are one of the options for him, of course, and one of the top options on the odds board. 
to land Derek Carr. I'll just ask you, Derek Carr and the New York Jets, a fit that you think matches or doesn't? That's a good roster for the Jets. It's a good plan B. It makes them probably a playoff team in that mix, but I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Carr when you're dealing with a conference that's Mahomes, it's Herbert, it's Allen, it's Burrow. Can Carr get you to 10-11 wins with that team? I think he could. But to me, I, as much as you hate to do business with Rodgers and you're probably only going to get maybe you know two years out of him, uh, I think in order to really be a legitimate contender, compete with the Bills for the conference, I think you probably have to bite the bullet and get Rodgers and hope he's got some better football in him. I mean, it's not that long ago he won back-to-back MVPs. Wasn't great last year. Carr's a nice plan B, but I think he's just that. I think he's, you know, if you're the Jets, you need a backup option. You need some leverage with the Packers. You need you can't be just Rodgers or nothing. Then the Packers are going to, you know, ask you for two first rounders, all these picks. You want to at least have some sort of, you know, viable option behind uh, behind Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think he's a fit for New York. I always, I keep going back to good point. Personality wise, personality wise, a lot of the things that I've heard on my end out here in Vegas about Carr and his time with the uh, the Raiders, right? Um, in terms of his personality, let's just say that it wouldn't really fit, I think, with the way that the New York Jets are covered or the way that New York media handles covering its you know biggest players. Uh, I just don't think that that would be really an option, and I don't think it would really gel for them. And to your point, Will, like, I, I think one of the things of your Derek Carr that I keep going back to is you want to maximize your window to compete for a championship, right? The Jets might have the better roster of the teams that we're discussing for Carr, but the path is so much easier if you're going to a New Orleans Saints or a Carolina Panthers as opposed to going to the New York Jets where you're playing the Buffalo Bills twice a year, where you're playing right these other teams in your division twice a year where we'll include the New England Patriots are just going to be competitive, right? The Miami Dolphins, which might be better with a full season of two if he's going to stay healthy. And then even if you are a playoff team, congratulations, you're probably going to run into an AFC West opponent one more time if you're Derek Carr in the postseason and have to claw your way through the pecking order of what? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and others. I just don't know if that's really it. When you could go to Carolina, probably be what? The favorite to win that division if he joins them, right? If the division stays the same in terms of its current build and get your way to a home playoff game and see what happens in an NFC that seems pretty like weak when you talk about the overall construction of it, does it not? Absolutely, yes. San Fran's obviously going to have a good team, regardless. Right. It seems like a who plays quarterback. Philly's still going to be good. They're going to have to pay. It sounds like they're going to have to pay Hurts and pay him a lot of money. But after that, especially if Rodgers moves on, I mean, Minnesota, they're going to regress. The Giants, I mean, you just go through the playoff teams. Yeah, you uh, you can find yourself in the second round of playoffs, you know, pretty easily in the uh, in the NFC with with the AFC. It's like we talk about the NBA in the West, where it's like one of these teams that's really good isn't going to make the second round. You know, some of these teams in the AFC, I mean. Uh, just look at the AFC East. Like when the Patriots are the worst team in your division, like that's still that's still a pretty good division. And they got teams like Miami who look really good. Like it's just Baltimore. Who knows if they keep Lamar? That's just that's a really loaded division. Cleveland still has talent. I don't know what you're going to get out of Watson if he bounces back. But man, that's a that's a pretty stacked AFC. It, it's a real uh, imbalance, I think. So the other bit of news that we get is that Aaron Jones has decided to um, restructure his contract, and it also ties into. News coming out of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are waiting on Aaron Rodgers' decision on his future, and they're open to trading if the quarterback wants one. This is uh, courtesy of a lot of different reports. Um, Packers star quarterback plans to reconsider all of his options during his darkness retreat, as it was told on the Pat McAfee show. So I bring this up for a couple of reasons. <coughs> Excuse me. First off, the Aaron Jones deal. Am I wrong in thinking the Packers, regardless of what happens to Aaron Rodgers, their skill possessions are positions are pretty good, right? Like I find the Packers well is a really intriguing team as we head into next year with or without Aaron Rodgers, because with Aaron Rodgers down the stretch, they looked a lot better and had a little bit more continuity. And the flash that we saw from Jordan Love was in one game against the Philadelphia Eagles and he looked relatively solid, but this is not an offense that is devoid of talent. Even if it is Jordan Love, like I am fascinating by what the, the Packers are going to be with or without Aaron Rodgers and what the market's going to do with them. If Aaron Rodgers does decide to leave. Yeah, it's a great question. Let's just say Rodgers is not on the team next year, which I think is the most likely outcome. What are you looking at for an over-under here? Seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, probably in that range? Maybe. I mean, yes, I feel like six and a half might be low, but that's what my that guess was going low. to be. Six and a half would be low, especially in the NFC. Now, Detroit's better. Minnesota's still okay. You do get two games against Chicago. Yeah, I might get. I, I'd be surprised if you see a six. Maybe maybe seven seven and a half juice. That I don't know that you get to eight, but that uh that'll be fascinating. 
Aaron Rodgers would be an overplay for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe I'm just hoping that it is so I can so I can talk it into existence. Rodgers, by the way, uh, the odds on favorite to grab him, the Las Vegas Raiders at minus three thirty. And I will always say this. Wow. Will I like these like these markets? A lot of people read too much into these markets. Yeah. These markets move because of just noise. So for example, Devontae Adams says, I'm trying to convince Aaron Rodgers to come to Las Vegas. And what happens? The odds just shift because we get that story and all of that. And now the Raiders are minus three thirty to grab him. Like I made the case where you're really looking and keeping track of it. Go back to the year that, you know when we saw Tom Brady retired. How did we know that Tom Brady was coming back? It was the the bets started coming in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl, right? It wasn't hey, you know whatever this weird Tom Brady prop market is, are we going to get some movement here? So while the Raiders are the minus three thirty favorite to land him, I would say keep an eye on the futures market because all of a sudden, if money starts coming in on the New York Jets, you probably get an idea of where Aaron Rodgers is going. Yeah, and with these markets too, I mean, what what are the limits? Sometimes these are just Correct. for you know for for to, to get people's attention for marketing reasons. If you want to walk up and say, hey, "I'm going to put fifty thousand dollars on Rogers to go to the Raiders," good luck getting that bet in. So right. sometimes the limits here are telling that they're more for fun than, than than really anything else. It's a great point. Like to put it this way, if you're somebody with information on what Aaron Rodgers is deciding, which he told, I think it was McAfee, that nobody has any idea of what I'm thinking. Uh, but let's say for some reason you have it for the for the sake of this example. Are you going to bet the will, where will Aaron Rodgers take his next snap? Or are you going to bet the team that's going to go grab him to win the Super Bowl, right? Like, I think we know which market you're going into. Right. And still, I mean, if you, even if he tells you right now, hey, he's going to the Raiders, it's still, you got to go up against Mahomes. You got to yep. go up against Herbert. Uh, that's not a great defense. They'll be better. That, boy, that would be a stacked conference, a stacked division. I know we said that last year, but uh, I don't know that you just have this path here to even be in a playoff team automatically. Yeah. I don't. Um... It was the same thing with with Tom Brady. Like I didn't really understand why people were infatuated with tying Tom Brady to the Raiders. Like they're not a quarterback away, right? right? They're not the Jets and others are a quarterback away potentially. Not a team like the Las Vegas Raiders uh, at all. All right, let's look around really quickly. So we're kind of in a lull here when it comes to this Illinois Indiana matchup. Thirteen thirty five left to go. It's been forty six thirty nine uh, for a while now. So that score remains the same. UConn Seton Hall second half is underway. It's thirty six twenty nine. UConn up on top. Seventeen twenty five left to go there. And also, it is 47-43. So we talked about like that four or five-point uh, lead that Virginia has. See if they can hold on to this and kind of clamp down. But Virginia has been going back and forth from Notre Dame all morning long. And I think we get Matt Kuchar on to the course here. So it looks like we're starting to get the leaders out for the third round of the Genesis Invitational. We'll keep track of that more. It's Live Bet Saturday here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSAN experts got you covered, folks. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber, introductory offer of only $9.99, and you're going to get everything we have to offer. Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSAN show hosts and guests. Get tools like our betting splits, our deep dive betting reports are freaking awesome. Uh, right now, at the top of the screen, up over on VSAN.com. Adam Burke's College Basketball Best Bets Today. Stuff like that. It's all what you get as part of a VSIN Pro subscription. Check it out today. Limited time offer, $9.99, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Also up there, too, UFC Vegas 69 top plays. Luffy Nicaro has his best bets, including analysis of the main event between Aaron Blanchfield and Jessica Andrade. So a lot of good analysis up there. Every sport. It's not just the major ones. All right. So I told you, I have a confession to make here, Will. I'm wondering what your reaction is going to be. I feel like this is an East Coast thing. I could be wrong. Or maybe it's like a Jersey thing. I don't know. For the first time, and I, this, is, this is a serious thing in my life. For the first time in my life, I want to say about a month ago, maybe a little bit less, I had a bagel with plain cream cheese. That's not as outlandish. I think you okay, oversold right. it. What's what? What would be the you know outlandish uh, revelation about that? I just I figured that was like a normal thing for East Coasters. All I hear about is the Wooder out in the East Coast and how good the bagels are, and I figured that you know that that would be a really big deal. Like, how did you not ever tried that before? So I just thought that was going to be a big deal. I didn't know that it was a uh, that it was actually cheese. Can I tell you that? Like, I thought it was. I don't know what I was expecting, but it, like it actually tasted like cheese. It surprised me. It was good. It was an everything bagel. What was it out of ten? Like a six point seven. Okay, that's yeah. not. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm not a big like 
I'm not a big white cream guy. You know what I mean? Sour cream, yeah. not a big fan. Cream cheese, not a big fan. So, you know, it was it was a big step for me, Will. I just want to say that. I'm pro sour cream. I'm not I'm not pro pro cream cheese. I know this is great content for the listening it audience. And we um, it's relatable, actually. You'd be surprised how many people yeah, react to things will. like this. Yeah, it's very you're relatable. Um, where are you? Where do you live? Where are you at again Connecticut. for our audience? Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've been out there before. I have a rich aunt. And uh, shout out Aunt Vicky. And uh, I got to stay out there for a while. Her butler picked me up over at JFK, and then they drove me into Connecticut. It was great. Wow. Great. What, what town? Ooh. Uh, there's an H, right? There's an H town out there. Hartford? Yeah, maybe outside of that. I don't know. It was like it was kind of out in like the uh there was there was a lot of trees. There's a lot of trees, you know? Okay. When you're rich, you're that isolated. Narrows, that narrows it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere find it out that out there in Connecticut. There's a lot of trees, and then uh, that's probably where you could find the house. So anyway, we move on. A couple of other NFL points I wanted to get to before we move on and talk a little bit more about the big college basketball slate. Because we were talking about Super Bowl odds. We have a couple of these that are up. I wanted to ask you. So the, the I have been asked, hey, if you're making a Super Bowl future at this point of the you know this far out, what are you doing? And I think that the general thought is, right, you want to take some of these longer shots that have some upward mobility by the time we get to next season. So tell me why I'm crazy for thinking a team like the Denver Broncos at about fifty to one are a team that you want to snag now because I think they have some real upward mobility. Yeah, and I actually had – I saw Mike Westoff, the old Jets special teams coach. I actually had him on my podcast the uh, over the summer. He's a hell of a special teams coach. And it sounds Shout like out. they're going to get Rex Ryan to be uh, the defensive yeah. coordinator. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, Rex, say what you want about him as a head coach. He actually went to two title games. He hasn't been in the league in a while, so you worry his system's antiquated. But um, look, Have you heard him on ESPN? I, I, would I haven't, think, honestly. Uh, let's just say there's a lot of antiquated thoughts there in that brain. So that, okay. that would be the worry for me. But – yeah. Being a defensive play caller, the what's the word I'm looking for? Like innovation has not really hit defense as much as it has hit offense. Right. So you might right. be good in getting like an old, you know, an old timey guy as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, you you don't have to worry about the defensive coordinator. I'll run the ball, stop right. throwing that kind of thing. So, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's just a, it's such a tough division. So you, you you did you bet him at fifty to one? You're interested in betting him at fifty yeah, to one? Because I don't think it's going to move anytime soon. And my so my whole right. thought is this: is like, look, Rex Ryan aside. If you get if you get the similar production from this defense as you did last year, it's going to be a top defense. What are we, top twelve? We'll say we'll be kind. We'll top twelve, even though at one and point they were can playing. generate some offense. Probably. Right? Yeah. And so here's that, and that's my thinking. I, I feel like this conversation we're having about Russell Wilson about being dead, right? Just done. He's not going to be any good. I have a much larger sample size that tells me Russell Wilson can be a good quarterback as opposed to being a bad quarterback. And the difference is now we get a great offensive mind coming in to help fix some of the issues that were there for Russell Wilson. Like, I don't think this is just gone, right? I think that we're just, we, we tend to as a whole and as a society today, um, we tend to view things as black and white. Like he was bad. He's bad forever. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. And we did see a little bit of a flash from him once you actually got right, once you actually moved on from Hackett and changed some things down the stretch. I just, I think we're kind of, to, to go well from, yes, it was a bad year, but to go at the beginning of the year, Super Bowl contender to, all right, now they're like a 50 to 1 long shot with no shot. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I totally agree. I, the only thing keeping me off it, I, I sort of liked them last year. I thought they were a sleeper to do the same yeah. thing. I didn't buy the fact that. Wilson was shot, so they burned me. So it's it's just hard, you know, naturally to just go back to him and be like, well, this year they're going to be back. You know, I, I know some some smart football people who think Wilson's just lost enough athleticism where he can't escape, he can't get outside of the pocket, and he's just not big enough to to you know oh see boy. hang in there, see over the offensive line and be a precision passer. His game was getting outside of the pocket, make plays with his legs, and if that part of his game is gone, he's going to take a big hit. But hey. If he's going to have a resurgence, you know, everyone's buried him, like you said, this offseason. Maybe he gets a little better shape. I know that some people thought he got a little heavy, a little out of shape uh, in, in terms of being able to escape. So you're buying low. I could buy it. It's, it's a, you know, it's a worrisome division. Uh, I actually, I made a bet on a team in the division, and it's not fancy. It's not sexy. I just, I bought it. I put it in my pocket. Chiefs, six to one. I just think yeah. they're going to wake up in the AFC title game pretty much every year. If Mahomes is healthy. Uh, you're probably not going to get a better price than six to one in terms of money management. If you're going to say, Hey, I don't want to tie up my money for a six to one shot for a year. I totally buy that. But you know, just in terms of the number, I think that's probably a decent number. Sorry. I'm making all sorts of noises. So trace Jackson Davis got an and one opportunity and hit it. And then Jaden Epps comes right back downfield for Illinois field, uh, right down the floor and hits a really nice, like lay a high off of the glass 
to extend it back out. So 54-49. Indiana's trying to make this a game, get back into it, and uh, potentially win this thing. So we'll see as the mid-range jumper goes down. So we got a 54-51 game with 8.06 left to go in the second. Really big, uh, really good Big Ten matchup that is currently underway right now. And then uh, your Badgers up 54-52. 423 oh, they are. left to go. Yes. Uh, last, I saw, last score I saw was during the break. They were down 50 to 45, so all right. You know, you're a nice guy. You're paying attention to the show. I'm not paying attention to anything. I'm watching TV, and, you know, this is my job. This is my job. i got to watch these games. But, yeah, 54-52, and uh, Rutgers currently in possession of the ball with, uh, what are we looking at, four minutes left to go in the second half there. So, I by the way, I agree with your point, too, like with Kansas City. As the season gets started, that 6-1 to is not going anywhere throughout the offseason, and as the season goes along, the only thing that thing's going to do if Matthew Mahomes is out there is going to shrink. Uh, so even if you don't want to invest in 6-1 to at this point of the season, uh, which is you know a year about where you're going to cash that thing in, I think it's worth it. And and that's really it. Like I, Outside of like a, a number like that, Will, I'm not really rushing to kind of invest in some of these shorter shots for some of these teams. And some of these other squads, like I know like the Lions, for example, are going to be a really sexy, I think, pick coming into next year. Yep. I, I mean, I wonder just how much you can do in terms of changing your defense as you go along, right? Because that defense was pretty bad, and there's only so high you can get that thing um, in terms of where you were at from a floor standpoint and how good you were. But I can understand it. I just wonder, like, as you're kind of looking at what the Lions ceiling realistically is – I mean, I guess they'd be the second best team in the division if Aaron Rodgers leaves, and maybe that's part of the thinking, and that thing's going to cut too, but I have a feeling the Lions are going to be a pretty sexy pick as we get closer to the season starting. I totally agree with all that, except for you said they're the second best team in the division. I think they'll be the favorite. No, I don't think they'd be the favorite. Oh, well, you think Minnesota will be? Yeah, I think they'd still be the. They were better than. I'm a, look, I'm a Vikings fan. They were better than Minnesota. They were. They remember they played not too long, like late in the year. It was. November or so, Detroit uh, was favored. I know that was in Detroit. To me, I, I get everything you're saying about the defense. They're not a realistic contender. I mean, look, they had a chance to go to the playoffs uh, Christmas Eve. Carolina had about 700 yards of offense, so that's still a factor. That's not going to be cleaned up. But to me, like neutral field, end of the year, Detroit, Minnesota, I would have picked Detroit. Detroit's you know a really good offense. You're right. You're probably actually you're probably right. Like uh, if you're looking at some of these odds too. Um, the Super Bowl odds, the Lions are well ahead of the Minnesota Vikings to win in the Super Bowl, 25 to 1 compared to like 40 to 1 for Minnesota. So maybe they will be the division favorite. I will say, if they It'll are the close. division favorite. It'll be one will be like plus 150, the other Correct. will be plus 175. I think if you're looking for a bet on Detroit, I don't know if those division markets open yet. I don't think they do. The, to win the division is probably a more realistic bet than to actually win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I um, I am interested to see what's uh, – because you change up their the, – the thing for me with Minnesota – and they made the biggest change in the offseason that they should have. They have a new defensive coordinator, and that's going to make a massive difference, I think, for good. a defense. Yeah, yeah. That, that is going to be a lot better. Um, that's what I think is – like we we as a whole kind of got lost in the fact that that offense was still elite. It was just the defense that was really holding them back. If that unit's going to be any better, the Vikings are a team that – also, I will admit, the Vikings are a team. They're a ghost I've been chasing. Uh, they are a team that I've invested in pretty regularly every year, like NFC North and – NFC and whatnot, and last year at least they got the NFC North, but I've always been a little higher on the Vikings than uh, than most, and I can understand why people would be hesitant there. All right, we'll take our break. Uh, we have more to get to, more football at that. Uh, XFL betting analyst Matty Fresh will be with us. Uh, where are we at? Uh, do, you'll have to remind me. I know it's a – sorry, okay, yeah, Arlington, right? All right, sorry. Ch- a Choctaw Stadium, I know. It's a, a, a historic site in terms of sports. Uh, I will understand that. But we'll get back to the uh, football, but a different style, XFL, when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued. As non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We got a competition, man. 59-56, another free throw coming for Illinois. Illini lead by three with 5.41 left to go. Uh, Indiana had tied this thing up, but Illinois now looking to make it <clears throat> a four-point lead for them. William Hill is alongside with me, Jonathan Von Tobel, here on this Live Bet Saturday. Uh, let's head out to the historic Choctaw Stadium where the Vegas Vipers are set to take on the Renegades. And uh, we have a lot to get to here when the XFL is getting started. So let's talk to Matty Fresh, who joins us now, XFL betting analyst. Uh, Matt, we appreciate the time. So I just kind of wanted to start uh, with my first takeaway when I was looking at the lines and numbers that were posted here. The XFL, I think, wants this to be an entertaining product, a high-scoring affair, correct? These are some low totals on the board, 36.5, 35.5. Am I wrong to think of these numbers are kind of low for all these games? Well, guys, thanks for having me. There's a couple of reasons for that. Again, remember the Texas ice storm. That was right when they were supposed to do their scrimmages. So the thing here is the offense probably come a little bit slow out of the gate, and the totals reflect that. Uh, again, the coaches don't know really anything about the opposing rosters or really their own roster without getting that real live scrimmage in. So with all the spring league, whether it was the AAF, the XFL in 2020, or the USFL, the data says that these games are low scoring in week one. So until these offenses really get their footing, I think we will see a low scoring weekend here in the XFL. Matty, are there any rules we need to know about? Any sort of quirks here that'll either enhance the scoring, suppress the scoring, any quirky rules, or is it pretty straightforward? I think the coolest one is you're not going to see a kicker after you score, right? So you can go for one point from the two yard line, two points from the five yard line, or three points from the 10 yard line. So if you're trailing by nine in this game, you're going to have a chance to tie it. Also in the fourth quarter, instead of an onside kick, team can opt to do a fourth and 15 from their own 25 yard line. So if you got a hot offense with a quarterback trailing late, making a rally, they can actually get one untimed down fourth and 15 to be able to get the ball back. They don't have to try an onside kick. So if you're looking at live numbers, keep that in mind. A team can go for three. They probably will. And they can also do that onside kick alternative. And the fourth and 15, they just have to convert, right? They don't have to get in the end zone. That's correct. Does not have to be a Hail Mary. So 15 yards, you got a first down. I like it. All right. So all right, walk us through the matchup that we're going to see uh, that you're at. Vipers at Renegades, numbers three and a half, totals 36 and a half. Uh, give us a thought on like what we're going to see from a roster perspective, and what do you make of this number sitting at three and a half with that total? Yeah, I believe this one opened at either two or two and a half, and it's got some traction, obviously got by that key number of three. 
And that's because of Bob Stoops, guys. When you look at these numbers, all the odds makers really have to work with are the coaching experience and the quarterbacks. Well, Bob Stoops' staff in Arlington here is loaded with recognizable names. You have Jonathan and Jay Hayes. You got Chuck Long running the offense and Jonathan Heimbach running the offensive line. So I think it starts and ends up front with Arlington. They got the best offensive line in the XFL on paper. They really went out and plucked all the USFL talent, um, the best of that league. So I don't know. I think it's going to be really tough for Vegas to get a good pass rush, although they do have Vic Beasley, a very recognizable name, former top 10 NFL draft pick. I think he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. But I think the reason Arlington's the favorite here, not only because they're familiar with this surface and they've been practicing here at Choctaw Stadium, but because of Bob Stoops, guys, and that staff. Is there a, a favorite team? I, is there a way to look at this in terms of like, look, this just team, this team has the best quarterback or this team has the best roster? What stands out to you when you look at the roster constructions and, and who's sort of a favorite going into this thing? Well, you really want to look at NFL experience, right? And the Renegades are stacked top to bottom with those kind of guys. Uh, you're looking at guys like top to bottom. Will Hill is somebody that we talked about. Your name, he plays safety yes. here for Arlington. Uh, but Vegas. Some NFL names as well, right? Martavis Bryant, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Geronimo Allison, former Green Bay Packer. Uh, Brett Hunley, not getting the start here today. He actually just arrived about a week ago, uh, but he can see some reps today. That's for the Vegas side. Uh, I just think Bob Stoop squad, again, when you guys are looking at this, everyone's looking at the biggest names in the league. But remember P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips from XFL 2020? Those are guys that were completely off the radar that became the MVPs of that league. So, you really want to look for guys with spring ball experience and athleticism. And I think this renegade squad is kind of a spring ball all-star squad of sorts, especially in the backfield. So you mentioned, right, so after touchdowns, as we look at this league and as it expands, we're not going to see kickers. So I would assume that as we kind of get more development from these teams and what we learn more, if these spreads start to increase and whatnot, like six is going to be a pretty key number in this league, is it not? If we're talking about no kickers being involved in some of these extra points of what we're going to see after touchdowns? Yeah, and if you listen to some of the coaches talking about it, think about the analytics, right? Everybody's got the book of what they're supposed to do, go for one or two. Now you got three in there, right? So if you're really looking at these live numbers, you got to keep in mind, if the team does trail by that seven, eight, or nine, what are they going to do, right? That's going to be a key. Whatever they do, they're not going to have a kicker jog out for an extra point. So think about the training camp. These teams have probably been practicing from the five or the 10. I don't think we'll see many three-point attempts. In fact, I'd say probably under two-and-a-half three-point attempts across the whole weekend because uh, it's going to be close competitive games. I don't think there's going to be any blowouts uh, where a team's trailing and just going for three constantly. But, yeah, just the fact that on three touchdowns, you can score 27 points if you have an efficient offense is something to keep in mind. But I do. I think we'll see a lot of two-point attempts and not so many three. Just in general, uh, the, the AAFL, I think it was 2018, it didn't work. They had you know, financial issues a couple years ago. It was right before the pandemic. The pandemic knocked out the XFL. What are your, what's your confidence level here that the XFL is able to stick around here and, and have a, a, you know, an expanded run? Well, I think people are going to start to realize when they turn on their TVs today that the most important thing is they can bet on these games, right? And I don't think there's really any such thing as football season anymore. I do think that spring ball will become part of America's culture in the long run. And you got to start somewhere, right? So we dip our toe today. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be having fun betting these games, whether it's live or before the game start. But I do. I think the pandemic was the sole reason XFL 2020 could not work out. They had great traction, great fan interest, some good attendance, and a great betting handle. So I think this is going to work. And remember, anything Dwayne The Rock Johnson touches turns to gold. So this is going to be another example. I think American culture... It's going to be ingrained with spring football here by the end of the season. I think Black Adam was a little shaky, but outside of that, I think we got a lot of we got a large sample size. All right, later today, Guardians at Roughnecks, three and a half total, thirty five and a half. What's the insight on the uh, the nightcap, if you will? Well, you got Wade Phillips, right? So you know you're going to get a good defense. Uh, he's reunited with his former defensive coordinator Brian Stewart there in Houston, and he got the air raid on offense. So this is the one total of the weekend where if you're looking for an over and you just want to have some excitement, this is the over you play. Uh, that Houston offense is going to probably throw it 50 to 60 times. Uh, and they got three quarterbacks that can really run that offense. Uh, so I would say Houston, Orlando, I would lean the over, uh, but I also lean Houston in that one, just again, based on coaching experience and what Wade Phillips has built along his career in H-Town. 
Have we seen a lot of line movement? I haven't tracked it from the openers. Have any of these games in particular taken a lot of money? They're moving like crazy. And actually, that Houston-Orlando game opened at a fifth. So we're all the way to three and a half. That surprised me. The one to keep your eye on, guys, this could be the game of the weekend. D.C. and Seattle. This is Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. This one opened up, I believe, D.C. minus one and a half. It's now D.C. plus two. So crossed over zero. And now we got Seattle, uh, the favorite under Jim Hazlitt, going to D.C. One thing to remember for fans, I am at the XFL Hub in Arlington. All eight teams have trained here, and they will continue to train here Monday through Thursday until they fly out to their respective home city to play. So if you're thinking about home and road, outside of the Arlington Renegade here, the hometown squad, there's not much of that, right? All the teams are training here. So if you think about a team like Seattle and D.C., you think, oh, D.C. has the home field advantage. Not quite. They're flying into Arlington on the same plane Seattle is. So that'll be interesting to find. Matty Fresh, uh, again, hey, where can people find your work and keep track of everything XFL-wise? Yeah, I host Spring Ball Boulevard, which is a twice-weekly show, Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock Eastern on YouTube. Hit me up on Twitter, Matty Fresh TV. Let's have a Saturday, guys. The XFL is here. It's back. We're excited. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the insight. Thanks, Matt. Yep, take it easy, guys. All right. I mean... I won't lie. I think I will probably flip this on and see it and watch it. I don't know how much of my uh, tax income I will be wagering upon the XFL, but definitely worth something to keep an eye on. You know what these leagues have to do, and I think it was a big problem for the USFL last spring? You have to fill the stands. If you turn on the game and there's 15 people in the stands, people turn it off. I think you need to fill these buildings. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, we'll come back. We'll update everything from a scoring perspective in college hoops. It's a ref show. Over in, uh, over in this Indiana-Illinois matchup, we'll tell you what's happening there and some of the finals that are already in the books in college basketball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.